Coming up on Stu Does America, we'll be joined by matrimonial lottery winner Lisa Page to discuss why Trader Joe's apparently hates all white people. And Jill Biden fans, of course, are upset of the Wall Street Journal op-ed, urging her to stop using her doctor title. We'll take a look at the fallout from that. Watch the show for free on YouTube. Just be sure to subscribe to our channel and hit the little bell that gives you notifications every time we post or listen for free on podcasts from iTunes or your favorite provider. Just be sure to rate us five freaking stars and leave a review for me to read at the end of the show. Find links to all of our streaming venues at stewdoesamerica.com. Do you have your Studios America Santifa Claus t-shirt yet? Well, what about your mug that says it's not a riot, it's a mostly peaceful tree lighting? Christmas is creeping up on us. You can get yours today at studosmerch.com as well as the Nancy Pelosi Suck stuff as well as up, up there. No more pens, though. We've sold out of those. Sorry about that. Move over Washington Redskins. There's a new team in town for the Twitterverse to lose their collective minds over. Let's do the Cleveland Indians. Stu does America. Well, 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 we've got another team, another one. I'm glad this continues to happen because it's nothing but good for society. Uh, after years of, and of protests from fans and Native American groups, the Cleveland Indians have decided to change their team name, moving away from the moniker that has long been criticized as racist. Three people familiar with the decision told the New York Times Sunday. Um, really, have there been lots of protests from fans I, you know, apparently, you know, there's a few Native Americans uh, that show up at all the uh, Cleveland uh, home openers every year and uh, complain about the Cleveland Indians name. Really, is that a widespread movement or is this something the media has created? Well, I would argue uh, the media has created it. Cleveland uh, could announce plans as soon as this week, according to these three people who spoke on condition of anonymity. Uh, they, it is not immediately clear what Cleveland's exact steps will be beyond dropping the Indian's name. The transition to a new name involves many uh, considerations, including work with uniform manufacturers, blah, blah, blah. One of the people said Cleveland planned to keep the Indian's name and uniforms for the 2021 season while working to shift as early as 2022. Uh, one option that the team is considering uh, is moving forward without a replacement name, similar to how the Washington football team proceeded, and then coming up with a new name in consultation with the public. I, by the way, am a fan of the way the Washington football team name thing has played out. I made this point at the very beginning. I look all things being equal, of course, the right answer was to just keep it the Washington Redskins. We went through the history of that. It is not offensive. It is not targeting uh, Native Americans. The Native Americans don't think it targets them. This is just a, this is the tip. We're going to go to a lot of this in the show today. This is a bunch of white people feeling bad that, you know, feeling white guilt and attempting to implement it on minority groups. Uh, this is a terrible, terrible development in our society that these things continue to happen. Ask poor Aunt Jemima, who was removed from shelves, despite the fact that it was largely African-American people who were purchasing it. You take their favorite product off the market and say, good job, African-Americans. We told you to, that racism existed in your pancakes. And I guess they're supposed to just say, oh, well, thank you so much, whiteies. I appreciate all your concern for our well-being. We're going to eat the pancakes we want to freaking eat. That's how it should have played out. Unfortunately, uh, it's not how it played out because companies fold to this stuff all the time. The Washington football team thing, you know, should have kept the Redskins. But I like the fact that they didn't actually replace it with another name. And people were like, oh, that's so pathetic. I like this because watch any sports broadcast. People still call it the Redskins because there's no replacement. Now, the Redskins beat this team. The Redskins beat the 49ers yesterday. 
No one says the football team beat the 49ers. You can't. It doesn't work. It's not a functional name. Therefore, you have to revert to the old name, which I swear was Daniel Snyder's plan. I swear it. He'll never admit it. But I think that was what he was trying to do uh, with the name. And I would be honest with you, if I were the Washington Redskins, I'd just keep football team at this point. I'd never put a new name in. I'd make people call me the football team till the day I died. Of course, I would have never given up the Redskins thing in the first place. So scratch that. Uh, The Indians is going away. And and so one of the things that's been controversial about the Cleveland Indians was its mascot. Do we have the Chief Wahoo thing? Here's the Chief Wahoo thing. And I guess I I mean, I understand it's a caricature. It's a cartoon. But is there any Native American group that's like that is, you know what? I I knew a Chief Wahoo and that's not what he was like at all. No. No one thinks that's how Native Americans are. It's obviously a cartoon character. Do we have the Notre Dame Fighting Irish logo? This is Notre Dame. This is their logo. It's a, a, I mean, what is it, a leprechaun? A short little leprechaun who, by the way, is balding. No one ever points this out. The poor guy uh, is having male, male pattern baldness all over the place. And he's just itching to fight. He's obviously drunk, too. Let's be honest about it. He's obviously drunk. This is a terrible stereotype of Irish people. Do Irish people actually get pissed off about this? No. Just like Native Americans don't get pissed off about the Cleveland Indians or the, uh, the Washington Redskins. Because they're adults. Because they're people that can process information in a rational way. We assume, I guess, for some reason, minority groups are not like everybody else. They can't, certainly can't get ID to go vote. We know that. That's what we're told, at least. And they are the ones getting pissed off at mascots. This is silly. It is also, though, a sign of our society advancing in a good way. And I know people won't agree with that at first glance. How can this, this nonsense, be society advancing in a, for a positive way? It feels like we're going backwards into crazy town. And that's true. There is part of that going on. I think, though, in reality... When we get to a place as a society in which we have the bandwidth to worry about statues and worry about mascots and worry about team names and and pancake spokespeople, we have moved on to a society that's cured a lot of these real problems that did exist. I mean, the statue thing is the easiest way to illustrate this. You take a statue of like, you know, some Confederate war hero. That's sitting in a town square somewhere in the south and people are pissed off and they want to tear the statue down and they get all angry about it and they tweet about it and they go to their congressman and they all this anger and, and fury is 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 just, you know, sort of leaked out on our society and everyone's so upset about those sorts of things and they're sitting there. So this statue represents this terrible thing that happened when we forget that at one point the terrible thing was actually happening. Like this Confederate general was doing some terrible thing. And now we have a a, a statue of that guy. And while you might say, well, we shouldn't honor someone who did those terrible things, he's not doing the terrible things anymore. And that's much more important. The same thing here when you talk about these like mascots. There was a time where, you know, actual wars were going on. People were being, uh, you know, massacred. We know that uh, there was racism at, 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 at levels that we would never think would even be close to appropriate now. You know, I, you know, I, I talk a lot about the uh, anti-racist movement and how disturbing I think it is. And I do think it's really, really bad. Uh, but one of the reasons it's effective, one of the reasons why Ibram Kendi can sell a lot of books at Target, where his book is sold to children, 
Uh, one of the reasons that can happen is because everyone on Earth is united in the idea that racism is bad. So branding someone racist is effective because we all freaking agree it's bad. The fact that we have taken things like uh, real racism and moved on to mascot uh, perceived racism is, generally speaking, a good thing for our society. Uh, it goes back to, I would believe, happened in the uh, documentary The Matrix uh, when uh, at one point they discussed the Matrix and how they're kind of just uh, using these uh, uh, human beings for fuel to some master computer thing. I don't, I don't really remember all the details, but what I do remember is they said initially our masters in the Matrix designed the Matrix so that we'd have ev- uh, no unhappiness. Everything would be perfect. So we'd be m- imagining that we're living this perfect life all the time while they're actually just sucking us, uh, our organs dry of whatever fuel they needed or however that story went. And the, uh, the people who designed the Matrix uh, eventually realized, oh, crap, um, it's not going to work because you know, the people want that conflict. They want to be unhappy. They actually want uh, those bad things going on. So it helps them feel alive somehow. I don't know. That's kind of where we are in society. So many of the problems that we talk about are not actual problems, at least to the scale of human history. This still is, even in the middle of a freaking pandemic, even in the middle of all this racial strife, even in the middle of all the nonsense we deal with on on an everyday basis, this country is still better uh, than any place that has ever existed uh, in in global history. And the fact that our, our big divisive cultural issues revolve around pancake boxes is actually probably a good thing when it comes down to it. The fact that Chief Wahoo is a topic on, on news talk shows today is probably a good thing. It's better than having some terrible tragedy or some real policy or something that actually makes a difference in people's lives. Instead, we're arguing about nothing. The left is coming to us with these complaints of like, oh, my gosh, well, look at that's a caricature of a Native American in the name Indians. If that's the worst problem we have, we live in a pretty good place in a pretty good time. What a time to be alive. Yes, I know it feels terrible a lot of the time. We've made so many great improvements. Let me give you another one. This is a technological sort of an upgrade. You know, you get your upgrade, your your iPhone tells you you need to upgrade to some new operating system. That's not a great example because a lot of times that doesn't work. But this does work. It's the Glint card. Now, Glint is a company that has just come up with a real alternative currency. It's a credit card. It's it's like a MasterCard, just like you you could go use it anywhere. But it is actually, when you're using it, you're spending your actual gold. If you are the type of person who thinks, you know, I would love to invest in gold, but like, I, I, you know, I don't have the extra cash or I'm, I'm a little worried about, you know, having it liquid. I don't know what's going to happen with this. I don't want to pay the huge fees that go along with buying uh, physical gold. Well, GlintPay has solved all those problems. GlintPay.com slash stew, G-L-I-N-T pay.com slash stew. Think of all the money that's going out the door right now for coronavirus and all these other spending programs that are going on. You know, you know that the dollar is, is unstable. 
gold has been the, the cure for that for a long time, but there's never been a way for you to really access it and use it, at least in recent history. Now there is glintpay.com slash two. You could use your card with real gold they're holding for you in a vault in Switzerland. You can actually spend the money. You could spend the profits as you go. You can go buy a Slurpee with gold. It's really cool. And you can put yourself on your own personal gold standard. Uh, make sure you use the, uh, the address glintpay.com slash two. The slash two part of the address is important because that's how they know you like this stupid show. Buy, save, and spend gold with glintpay.com slash stew. I'm joined now by the smartest woman on the planet because she married me, obviously. Uh, host of Lisa Page Made Me Do It, the podcast and Instagram channel. You can uh, follow her there at Lisa Page Made Me Do It. My lovely wife, Lisa Hello. Page. Hello. How are you? Uh, before we get started, because we do have an actual topic to talk about today. Um, I see you, you brought George. Yes. Uh, George. Um, well, he's now our new... Family member. Yeah, our new our, one of our we have it. We're starting a zoo in our home and George is the newest ex, newest uh, member. This is I would call it a miniature hippo. He's a miniature hippo. Come here. Look at, look at this thing. Show, so, so people can see. This is George. This is uh, this is George. It looks like a miniature hippo. He, he's a cross between a hippo, a pig. Now, this is a um, I feel like I'm on an episode of Wild Kratz. <laughs> uh, um, but he is called a skinny pig. Yes. A skinny pig. Um, he's just a guinea pig, just with no fur. It's a. Um, Except right on his nose, he has some fur. It's like and a the little, rest of it is like. It's like a birth defect, like a, like a mutation almost. So they're very rare, and I only like rare animals. <laughs> what a surprise. You're hurting nature. That's exactly what I expect. I, he's I just do, the cutest. At some point, we run out of space for humans. But you don't need home. to worry about it because I. Look after all of our critters. Yes, you do. You so do. So now we have the two dogs. We have a fish. We have a hamster. We, ha- we have George, and we have a bearded dragon who looks like a mini, a, a mini dinosaur who's thirty inches long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Yes. We're good. we're good. It's a it's an interesting approach you've uh, you've taken with Just, our home and the space. It's our home is uh, either animals or vacuums. That's what's. That's it. That's, that's fine. That's all you need. Lisa Page uh, made me get a guinea pig. There you go. <laughs> All right, put George away for a second and talk to me about your a recent trip you had to uh, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is a, um, uh, I don't know, a frou-frou sort of uh, organic uh, granola grocery store. And now they're teaching us about race lessons. Yes, this is a sign. Let me read this sign for you. We can show this on the screen as well. This is uh, from the Lisa Page made me do an Instagram page. Uh, In this moment of heartbreaking injustice, we stand together with and share our support for our black crew members, customers, and communities. We are dedicated to doing the work every single day to make sure Trader Joe's is an environment that is safe, welcoming, understanding, and compassionate for our black crew members and customers, as for every member of our community. Uh, that's the uh, Trader Joe's guarantee. I mean, it's, it's interesting <laughs> because I, I don't know what this has to do with my grocery store experience. Do we all support... Uh, black people who might work at Trader Joe's and who go anywhere else, as well as white people who might work at Trader Joe's and go anywhere else, of course. But why is this? Why is why? This, uh, why is everywhere we go this race thrown in our face? Like, did they actually think that I had any type of intention to go on in there and be like, well, I'm going to look up, look for a black person or a brown skinned person and I'm going to start uh, targeting them for yeah. some reason? Again, it's constant virtue signaling. It's constant pandering. We're getting it from celebrities. Well, we have been getting it from celebrities, but we're getting it now from all of the dopes in the NFL and the NBA. And now yeah. I'm, I'm, I just want to go get my perfect bars. And you're throwing this in my <laughs> face. It's, it's interesting because I, 
I, I feel like the need to explain this maybe to the left. But my default position is to not harass black crew members at Trader Joe's. Right. That's like how I walk in. That's how or I start. Anybody or in anybody in life, that. another white person. I don't want to be dramatic. I don't want to cause any type of situation where it's going to get me on TikTok again. Like, I just want to go in and get my bag of Honeycrisp apples and walk out. Now, I will say, too, um, Trader Joe's, they are absolute Nazis with the masks. And you know how much I hate wearing oh, yeah. a mask. But I will comply because I like Trader Joe's. Now, after reading that ridiculous stupid sign which by the way i did not notice until i walked out of trader joe's had i seen that going in i i would have just i was going in initially to get advent calendars i would have went somewhere else i actually would have turned around it would have saved me an hour of my life and 93 dollars of our money Mm -hmm. of going in with a dumb mask to make sure that i treated every black person that i passed with dignity and respect well as you're known for anything it's for saving our money well you know i am i am a deal i am a deal saver you are um what i think is interesting about this is there's nothing on this sign that either of us would agree or disagree with right like i mean you know of course like we stand together and and support all communities uh, no matter what their color Um, what's interesting about this is it's almost like yeah, there's this default assumption yeah. about, I guess, white people who go to this grocery store that they won't see it the same way. That, that they, you know, white people might be abusive to our, our, our black crew members. White people might dismiss their horrible uh, treatment. White people might be the perpetrators of what we're talking about here. And essentially, they're just accusing their yeah, own they're, customers they're of being racist. Uh, and I did talk to a couple of my black friends and they were like, oh, way to make us feel degraded. Right. So, like, if you're if you're a black crew member, are, are you? I mean, I, if I were someone that worked there that was any other color but white, I'd be like, wow, I feel like less than. So, what you're actually pointing out the fact that I don't look like the white people that are coming here. So now everybody treat me unfairly. Yeah. Like, and also, I got a lot of comments on that post, as you can see, like very disingenuous. And also, like, guys, um, you're 500 months late to the game here. Like, where was this big banter uh, when everyone was posting the dumb black boxes? You should have just put it in there with the rest of everybody else trying to, like, pander. And to be clear, the Trader Joe's is possibly the whitest store in America. Also, by the way. Again, it's it's all, it's nothing but, like, granola white products uh, that, like, and it's placed in all. Suburban communities, either that or like uh, heavily white areas of cities yeah. where uh, you know, like college, you know, uh, colleges are. And I mean, it's it's like a very organic. If you don't know the store, it's very like an organic. And I, you know, I like the store. Yeah, I'm a fan of their jingle jangle mix. Uh, this year they're out of it though yeah. but don't worry that's just another reason why you don't need to shop there anymore after reading that ridiculous dumb sign. It's, it, it's like it's. It, it is one of those things where there's no one who's going to treat a black person better because of the sign. Right? There's, there's no one who's walking in and be like, you know what? I was going to go down the David Duke route. Uh, you know, I was like all Richard Spencer. And then I saw that sign and now I'm going to treat black people differently. That's not going to affect anyone. Right. And that is not the point. This is a signal. I mean, we talk about virtue signaling a lot. Yeah. But this is a pure example of it. It is essentially announcing in front of a grocery store that you like black people. Right. Like I, it's an incomprehensible thing to admit to someone in, unless you're obsessed by race. If you're not obsessed by race, you'd never think of pointing this out to anyone. Well, I'm convinced that the artist, because my brother works at another Trader Joe's, and my brother said, not all Trader Joe's 
put these signs out. It's just right. certain locations. Sure. And I'm convinced that their granola ridiculous manager right. is probably reading uh, Ibram Kendi books yeah. and felt inspired mm -hmm. to just make sure that everybody was aware th that if you are not black, then you should feel, in you, sh you feel, you already feel inferior. Right. So come into our store yeah, yeah. and while you're grabbing your organic bananas, make sure that you, <laughs> you know, say hi to a black crew member. It's a great point though. It, 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 it operates under the assumption yes. that black people are feeling. Yeah. All black people, right. by the way, generalizing black people, not a good idea, yeah. never do it. Yeah. Generalizing black people and saying, oh, well, they must feel as if they're under these pressures. Or so when, oppressed. Yeah, so oppressed. And so many of them aren't uh, because they're individuals, right? They're not, they don't think of themselves, I don't believe, as, a, as members of, of a, a skin-colored group. They believe in themselves as individuals with different wants and needs. This is just pandering, right? You're just pandering to people to say, this is them saying, like, hey, Joe Biden voters, we're glad you're here. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And we are Team Kamala. Yeah, and, and by the way, of course, that's what Trader Joe's is, right? Like, if only Joe Biden voters would go to right. Trader Joe's to spend nine times the amount for a tomato than is necessary. <laughs> right? Like, that is... Because <laughs> that is, and us, of course. We're, well, we're they have my my perfect box. Well, the people who buy skinny pigs go to Trader <laughs> Joe's and buy nine dollar tomatoes. That's uh, don't, don't even. No, it's a cute, it's a cute animal. I mean, it's a, it's he a is very cute. strange looking animal, He's but very it, cute. it does look like a miniature hippo when it walks. We, hey, you know what? We are a diverse family. We love all colors. Mm. We love all tones of our animals. Yes. We accept every. Every color in our family. Uh, that's true. There you go. <laughs> uh, so what is the result? Because I feel like there is, um, as you know, I'm very anti-boycott. The only thing I boycott are boycotts. Okay, Very anti-boycott. I don't stop shopping anywhere because I don't well, yeah, and I don't go to Trader Joe's to learn about race. Well, this so, also uh, falls under the category of like both of us like singers who are very liberal and annoying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we're not going to stop listening to them because... They're annoying. Yeah, I just, I, I stopped listening to their dumb political opinions. Yeah, exactly. But I, you know, I don't stop going to a place that if, right, if someone right. can provide a service that I find uh, helpful or that I enjoy, I'm generally going to go. I'm not going to care. Yeah. Is this something that actually makes you not go to Trader Joe's? Or? Um, for the time, I, I look at, I would be lying if I said I'm never going to go there again. Right, right. But it's I wouldn't a... mind not going until they take that BS sign down <laughs> to remind me of my whiteness, okay? Yeah. I'll go next time when there's this no stupid your, sign. This is your white privilege talking here. This, this white this fragility. Gosh. You are. Look I am how better fragile then. you are. I am. I mean, it's just a sign in front of a store. Lisa, why are you so offended? You know, we talked about this a little bit earlier on today. I think part of one of the things that's great about America and shows that we've come such a long way is that our complaints get dumber and dumber. Yeah. Right? Like, we used to complain about... Uh, a Confederate general who was uh, fighting for slavery, right? Mm -hmm. Now we complain about that same general who's in statue form somewhere in the South, and we're like, all right, we gotta pull that statue down. Well, the statue's not doing anything, it's just a stupid statue. Yeah. It, we kind of get to that point. Is, it, is there an argument here to say, like, why are we getting so upset about a dumb sign? Why don't we just walk by it? Well, I think only because it's thrown in our face every day wherever we go. It's like you just want to go and get your stupid Kris Kringle Danish, <laughs> and I don't need to know about how I should be treating a black crew member. Like, I don't need a history lesson. Right. You know, I'm a, I am a decent person. I, my brother-in-law is black. We have mixed nieces and nephews. Like, we don't need to be reminded. I just want to get my, you know. I, I'm 
I'm, I'm a little. My hummus wrap already. I, the most disturbing part of the segment is how many individual products you've named from Trader Joe's. Like off the top. This of your is head. not like a true <laughs> testimony of how actually dedicated I was to that dumb store uh, before the the sign. Yeah, but, we'll see. I guess it was so. We're basically you'll visit again pending the sign. If the sign <laughs> and goes the lines away, and the mask mandate. Yes. Yeah. So it might not be till 2022. You're very upset at the stores. So you should just stop going. I think that's the answer here. Uh, Lisa Page hosted the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast. The Instagram channel is at Lisa Page Made Me Do It. Uh, you will find there. You could have known this. Uh, the news of George, the uh, you already know. You already know if you've already been on my page. You you know this is not new news. Right. This is where you get all the, the, the breaking news of my life before I even know about it. Uh, at Lisa Page, maybe do it. Lisa, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. George? Appreciate Political it. commentary and pigs. Mm -hmm. George, thanks for coming on. Thanks for, thanks for coming, George. Being a team player. He's in. Uh, I will say this. I don't care if you're a doctor. Frankly, I mean, I care if I'm coming to you for treatment, if you're a doctor, like I would prefer that you're not just making it up as you go along. Uh, but honestly, when it comes to titles and stuff, I think a lot of that is nonsense. I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, we kind of came here for the idea to getting rid of titles. That was kind of a big part, part of the reason we founded the country. But there was a controversy this weekend uh, where they were talking about um, uh, it was, it was an uh, op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. Is there a doctor in the White House? Not if you need an MD. Jill Biden should think about dropping the honorific, which, seem, which feels fraudulent, even comic. And there was a big pushback on social media about how uh, this woman should be able to be right, uh, called um, Jill, Dr. Jill Biden because apparently she has some uh, degree Oh, and it's kind of presented as if it was some sexist insult. You know, you're not giving her her due credit, I guess, because she's a woman or whatever it is. Uh, look, this is nonsense. Um, Dan McLaughlin tweeted about this. Uh, nobody calls Newt Gingrich a doctor, and he was a college professor with a history PhD. Uh, Nathan Wurzel below talks about Sebastian Gorka. Apparently, he's a doctor. No one goes, calls him Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Uh, he also mentioned uh, Bill Cosby has a doctor. Are you going to call him Dr. Bill Cosby? Uh, Ron Paul and Rand Paul are both medical doctors. Do they ever get called Dr. Ron Paul? Uh, occasionally Dr. Ron Paul. I've never heard Dr. Rand Paul. Um, Condoleezza Rice had a doctorate. Never called Dr. Condoleezza Rice. Um, Charles Krauthammer, Lynn Cheney. The Lynn Cheney one is interesting. Lynn Cheney, former uh, first lady. You know, I don't know if you know this, kind of the same type of position they're talking about with, uh, with, uh, with Jill Biden. Uh, our prior second lady, Lynn Cheney, hold, uh, holds a Ph.D. in British literature from the University of Wisconsin uh, at Madison. Uh, the, uh, the, by the count of this analysis, her name has appeared in The New York Times and its or its blogs 293 times. She has been identified as doctor on either the first or second reference exactly zero times. Dr. Ben Carson. Very rare they use that. That's just not the way it works. Get over your titles. Let's move on with our life. And as I'm blowing off titles, I should point out, only members of the National Association of Realtors can be Realtors. That's important. That title should stay forever. If Jill Biden was a Realtor, we should say Realtor Jill Biden every single time we mention her. That's just my uh, particular opinion. If you're trying to buy a sell or a home in these times, you do need a Realtor. A Realtor uh, is going to help you go through all the paperwork, do all those things, uh, and also help you sell your house. We're talking about 
maybe, um, what do they call it when they're staging a house? Uh, if you like, I had a house that we sold uh, that didn't have any furniture. We had moved away. And they had to stage it. They put in furniture and everything to make it look nice. And I was like, gosh, why didn't we put that nice stuff in our house? Uh, But you need someone who knows what works and what doesn't. Realestateagentsitrust.com has got you covered. Uh, Realestateagentsitrust.com are the most capable people in the industry. These are the best agents in your area. You can get more information on who's who's the best in your area by going to realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're moving across the country for a new job, uh, whatever it is, realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to make sure you have someone who's screened and is going to do a great job for you. That's the place to go. Realestateagentsitrust.com. He likes cars, beer, dogs, and hates cancel culture. Please welcome to the program author of the new book, I'm Your Emotional Support Animal, Navigating Our All-Woke, No-Joke Culture, and the host of the Adam Carolla Show podcast. It is Adam Carolla. Adam, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. First of all, the book is really freaking funny. I mean, I cannot remember laughing out loud at a book in a very long time. Uh, and you go into some stuff that is, I, I don't, it's, a, it's almost as if you predicted the future here with the news cycles. Uh, we are in the middle of dealing with uh, uh, examples you have in the book and just throwing exclamation points uh, after them. Um, and a couple of things you pointed out, let me start with this. You do this a couple of times in the book and it pissed me off, honestly, because you kept catching me in it where you would say, hey, remember Nicholas Sandman? Well, here's an 85-year-old pro-life uh, supporter. Do you remember this story? Um, you, did it again, you did it again with, hey, remember this big, high-profile African-American who was killed? How about this white guy was killed? Do you, did you remember that one? I didn't remember any of the examples you used, and I, I have to you know, listen to the news every day. There's a serious problem with our media if, if that's true. Well... What our media is doing is they've went from reporting to sort of painting portraits. You know, it's sort of like your job is to be a photographer, take a picture, put the picture up. They've not craft your own landscape and they're crafting their own narrative. I mean, obviously we're aware of it, but they're they're You know, it's called report like that person did this. Or did that the cop shot someone or didn't shoot someone or somebody shot the cop? Just just report the story. And if they're going to be selective about it, which they definitely are, then they're going to create a narrative. And once they create that narrative, it just sort of becomes ensconced in in folklore like it just is. And that's why you're seeing so much of the unrest that we're seeing now. Yeah, It strikes me sometimes with these stories um, with like the white girl uh, that's attractive, young and gets kidnapped genre of the news is similar to what we do with white police officer kills uh, African-American citizen. Like there's just these genres of things that we hype for for no reason, even if they're not the most prominent example of the type of crime. We do this to feed the narrative. You touch on that a lot with the true crime sort of analysis that you go through as well in the book. Can you talk about that? Yeah, no, you're you're making a very valid point, which is sort of in the book, which is we have we kind of have an ethnic full pendulum swing. So if a young girl is abducted and killed and she's a young young girl of color, like they're not that interested. But if it's a blonde cheerleader like Natalie Holloway or something then all of a sudden, oh, yes, then all the moms get behind that. And then when it comes to the other side of the pendulum swinging, if a black officer shoots a white 
citizen or black officer shoots a black citizen. It's like, eh, eh, not so much there. (laughs) But if the white cop shoots the black guy, now we have something. And my argument is, is whether it's someone being abducted or cop shooting somebody, let's not have it predicated on what color they are and what narrative we're trying to push forward and what group we're trying to get to buy tied. Yeah, you made a really good observation on, on Russia that I had never really thought of in that there was this whole Russia thing. We went through the whole scandal. It was all about politics to us. But it's, that's not what it was about for Russia. Russia saw a weakness of ours being these sort of racial divides, and they were able to attempt to exploit them throughout the election, not because of Trump versus Clinton, but because of black versus white. Yeah, they wanted chaos. I, I don't think they wanted Clinton. And I don't think they wanted Trump. I think they wanted chaos and, you know, mission accomplished. Uh, it worked. We took it. We bit it uh, hook, line and sinker. And yeah, I'm glad you uh, read the book and I'm glad you took time to look at it. And and first and foremost, it's funny. I want people to understand that I am a comedian and I write about subjects that are serious, but I do write about them in a comedic way. Yeah, I I, I... It's hard to capture that, I guess, in some ways here because, you know, we're doing a new show and I'm going I'm pushing on the topics. Every one of these topics is hilarious, though. I mean, it it is really, really well done and really, really funny. Um, You go into uh, the uh, the the culture on campus as well uh, in depth. And I know you're you're pretty well known for this. Um, You you blame. (laughs) I never heard anyone blame Hitler for the, the way that we have sort of developed in this country. I, I've heard Hitler blame for almost everything else, but you actually found a new thing to blame Hitler for. Jeez, I don't even remember that chapter in the book. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> well, you said that basically the way we... I really don't. I, I, I... Go, go, here, let me, let me hit you with it. You said basically, um, and you tell me if I got the point right. With. Um, basically, you uh, we sent off of, to World War Two, a whole generation of parents. They came back um, and they were very angry, uh, some of them, and some of them didn't come back at all. And then they were raised in, in, in a totally different um, uh, you know, type of family, which then led to the protesters of the 60s, which then led to them leading, uh, raising this generation into a bunch of wusses that couldn't handle anything. Do I have that right? Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I that that I said I, the the Hitler part. I was like, huh? But uh, yeah, and also uh, it's uh, the emperor of Japan as mm-hmm. well. Like yeah. we're fighting a Pacific War simultaneously as, as well as a European war. But yeah, uh, I guess my theory was the parents of today's college students decided that they shouldn't be parents. They should be friends to their children. This mm-hmm. this became this thing. Like, I want to be my kid's best friend. Well, guess what? He doesn't he doesn't respect authority now because you weren't the dad or the mom. You were their best friend growing up. And that's why we're in the predicament we are now. Yeah. Um, let me go over to another. You got more on uh, on rape culture you get into. Um, there's a whole chapter on Me Too. Uh, I mean, each one of these is worth its weight. But uh, when you go into the rape culture thing, there's a fundamental problem with the argument that every uh, young daughter is going off to college and getting assaulted um, because it would be insane to send your child to college and, it, and, and act as if it's some achievement to be accepted to a college if what was going to happen is they were going to get assaulted. 
Um, this is this this is a, there's a real I don't know a weird mindset that do, that makes people want to believe that these things are, are so terrible for our, our daughters. And yet it is a it's, it's very heavy in the liberal mindset. Well, it's kind of my example of they don't really believe their own statements, because mm. if people are saying one in five women is sexually assaulted on college campuses, then why are you saving for your 14 year old daughter to go to college? <laughs> like, do you believe that? Mm. Like, if you actually believe that, then you wouldn't be saving for her to go there. You'd, you'd build her a shark cage and uh, tell her she was going to be homeschooled. <laughs> so. No, they don't believe it. That's that's the whole thing. Like I, they don't believe their own cooked numbers because they've cooked them and they understand them. No one, whatever. Look, if there was a one in 10 chance that your child could uh, die in an airplane accident, would you be saving up to get them their pilot's <laughs> license? <laughs> no, that would not be a good idea. Uh, you you hit on uh, in this area, too, on, on Lori Laughlin, which is one of my personal jihads. I do not understand why she is spending a minute in prison. I don't understand what she's being charged with. I think she was a little misled with what she did. However, like, it's really just an extension of her attempting to be a good mother, I think, unsuccessfully. But I think you could make the argument she's just she was just a great mom. I I have this thing in life, which is, I, I'm not interested in people being, I I didn't want Martha Stewart locked up. Mm -hmm. I don't like low level drug offenders locked up. I I don't look, I don't, I didn't think Wesley Snipes should have went to prison. He didn't pay taxes. Okay. He owes the government money. Fine. You incarcerate people who owe your, owe you money. You don't incarcerate people who owe me money government. That's like, I just have a list of people I don't want in prison. The people that are earners, the people that aren't putting their hands on other people. I don't know that I don't need them in a cage. I don't need them in a place. I need them out here earning. I don't know how long Wesley Snipes did in prison, and I don't know what his tab was with the IRS, but I want him out here doing bad movies and paying <laughs> back the government, not us paying for him to be incarcerated. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, let's move over to uh, uh, Donald Trump here for a second. You have an obligatory ch- chapter on Donald Trump, which I think is required in every in every book. Uh, you all t- that had some legitimate personal uh, experience with him. And I, I want you to, to talk about that. But before we get there, I could not believe you actually called his presidential election multiple times, including all the way back in 2008 on your radio show. We have the clip. Here it is. He's going to be president in eight years. You understand that, everybody? You understand Donald Trump is going to be president. He'll be president one day. It'll be in our lifetime. Uh, What did you say that uh, we didn't? I don't know. Um, I have a brain that kind of tunes into things and stuff comes out of my mouth and I don't exactly know what I'm tuning into. The part that was, and I was making half of it as I was making a joke, but it's funny. I said eight years in 2008 and I don't even really know enough to know the presidential cycles. Like I wouldn't even know that was an election year. I I was, I wasn't even doing the math. I just said in eight years, Mm. (laughs) but, um, and it obviously turned out to be 2016. Um, 
I've had some experiences with him and I realize how he operates and what he does. And he has this sort of, we're going to win again. We're number one kind of thing that everyone, when you're not around it, you go, okay, please, please, please. But when you're around it, you go, Hey, maybe we are number one. Maybe we are going to win again. Like this is going to be awesome. And he does that to people. He did it to me when we were doing a show called the marriage ref a million years ago. It was, uh, Tom Papa hosted it. And I think Seinfeld produced it. it may have been ABC, but whatever. He just came up to me. We were the guests on the show and he just came up to me in the green room and he's like, Hey, Adam, this is going to be the highest rated show they've ever had. You mark my words. And I was like, really? Why? And he's like, what do you mean? Why we're on it? And it's going to be number one. And I started to buy into it. Like I started to go, yeah, maybe we are number one. This is going to be awesome. So I get it. Yeah. He has that power. And you kind of made the point in the book uh, of, of tr Trump does these things and they become part of him and it's priced in. You mentioned an example of a, a, it's like Snoop Dogg smoking pot. It's, it's expected at this point. And it, it doesn't feel like it's out of the ordinary. It feels like something that is part of the package. Um, and he does have that power over people in a, I think in a good way sometimes and sometimes maybe not such a good way. Um, let me get to one more thing here before before we, uh, before we let you go because I know you, you got to take off. Um, you start off the book saying no apologies. I'm never going to apologize for anything. Um, that's not what I do. Uh, it's, it's not a good idea. What makes you so special? That's what everyone's supposed to do these days. Well, you know, my book came out. Uh, I have documentaries that I sell. I, I tour the country and do stand up shows. Uh, right now I'm sitting in uh, a studio that I built in a warehouse that I own. So I don't work for Disney and I don't work for some subsidiary subsidiary of Disney or any of that. I, I knew this was coming. I knew this cancer, this cancel cancer culture was coming or the cancer of cancel culture was coming. And I, I very meticulously sort of diversified and, 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 and built my own world. So I don't have to apologize. Nobody apologizes means it, but they have to apologize in order to keep their job because this super woke culture is, is by the way, who never stops decreeing what, a, what a, the horrible uh, time called McCarthyism in this country who are now turned into McCarthyites who are going after everyone's job on a daily basis, like cowards. Some people have to listen to those people. I knew those people were coming one day and I didn't want to listen to them. So I built my own studio and put it in my own warehouse. Mm, that's the way you do it. That's America. I love it. Adam Carolla, he's the author of the new book, I'm Your Emotional Support Animal, Navigating Our All-Woke, No-Joke Culture. And it's a really, really funny book. Uh, it has a lot of great points in it, too, but you're just going to freaking laugh at it a lot. He's also the host of the Adam Carolla Show podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time to uh, be on the show, Adam. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Stu. All right, back in a second. By the way, early in the show, I was talking about doctors who aren't called doctor. Uh, how about Dr. Glenn Beck? You know, he has a doctorate. Has anyone ever called him Dr. Glenn Beck? I won't even do it to his face. 
It's really uh, terrible. Um, let me give you some reviews. This is from iTunes. Make sure you leave your reviews there. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. Is there even a different amount? Five freaking stars for this freaking show. I was just thinking about how Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com. Stu has the best freaking five stars merch. You guys at The Blaze are the juice, which I believe is a compliment. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars, and we appreciate you giving them to us. By the way, uh, StuDoesMerch.com is up. I don't know if they're still guaranteeing Christmas delivery. You can give it a shot. Go check it out. StuDoesMerch.com. Santifa Claus. Uh, you got that going on. You got the new Nancy Pelosi Sucks t-shirts and mugs, which are awesome. You don't want to miss those. We will see you tomorrow.